everybody. I'm Chef Jordan Chaton, and you are now tuned in to Chefish. And so today we've got my girl, Chef de Cuisine and Sauce Queen, mm. Chef India Johnson. Hey. Welcome to the Brown Couch. I'm so glad to be here. That's amazing. I love the setup. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so happy to be here. And so I'm just going to take a few moments and I'll let the people know, you know, a little bit of your history. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Tell okay. them a little bit of what's in this sauce, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Chef India was born in... Queens, New York, mm-hmm. repping the Queens. Mm-hmm. Queens, New York, and she was actually raised in Asheville, North Carolina, and found her way to Atlanta and kind of considers herself an Atlantean now. Yeah, she's for sure. You've been here long enough. I've been here long enough. You ain't here. I'm a peach. I'm a peach. You a peach? I'm a peach. Okay. <laughs> so she might be a slash Atlanta native, yeah. okay? Yeah. Little, you know, little <laughs> interpretation of it, you know? And um, so you actually came from a family of cooks, mm-hmm. bakers, and your dad was a chef. Yeah. And so I'd imagine that to be like an amazing thing. Your dad is a chef. Did he used to cook a lot? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, of course, as a kid, you don't appreciate it as much. So right. This person is feeding me because he has to, but. The seeds were planted. <laughs> yes. The absolutely. seeds were definitely planted. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, and so Chef India actually started out in corporate America. I did. So um, she didn't even know that food was going to be her thing. And it actually took you a while because you actually started out in wine. I did. Crazy, right? It is. <laughs> it is. Wine and food go together, though. They do. Yeah. They do. It's yeah. still a great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's still a great. And so, so you actually, you not only... Okay, so she started out in wine, and she actually started to develop a wine concept. I did. You, you did. did research. And well, actually, <laughs> actually, we're going to get into that. But okay. she is a friend of mine, and she may have mentioned it, <laughs> so I might know some things. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm applying that here. That's wonderful. Because we like to tell the chefies that are tuned in some things that they might not be able to find if they get their Googles on. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's the personal touch, baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, I like to know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You do. You do. Okay. So you were doing the wine thing before you realized your dream as a chef. And you had spent, um, you had spent, uh, your money on education at which, which school was it that you did before corporate America? You had did some sort of education. Oh, just kind of like my, my degree is more like technology, computer Network technology. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I, I couldn't I, figure that information I out. I was so. going to go into computers. Okay. You know. Okay. <laughs> I realized and, it wasn't for me. And so ultimately, you decided, because she spent a little money on that, mm-hmm. she was like, I'm not going to spend the money to put myself through culinary arts school. Nope. And so what she did was she started working with other accomplished chefs within the industry that she had essentially admired. Yes. And so that ultimately was her culinary training. Right. And then ultimately you moved on to merging your experience with corporate America and kind of like branding and marketing knowledge Mm -hmm. together with food. Yep. And she started creating these unforgettable, one-of-a-kind dining experiences. Mm -hmm. And because I think because of your background, it was easy for you to start working with big brands out the oh, gate. Oh, yeah, for sure. Out the gate. Yeah. And because of her background, I actually believe that you kind of see food in color and texture. Mm. 
I do. I'm you do. Of artists of sorts when it comes yes. to food. Well, I always say real chefs are, we are artists. Yeah. It's like our knife is a mic. Yep. Our plate is the canvas mm-hmm. and the ingredients are the paint. And so, yes, I could you were, but, more. but literally I, I just, because I, I do follow you. I am a, I am a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, your colors are always vibrant mm-hmm. and you're always putting a different cultures, flavors, yep. but texture is she loves I do. pops of colors and a crunch of this. Yep. Like she knows what she's doing, but I feel like your, your um, start in corporate America mm-hmm. and that, that experience all kind of married together. Yep. And so, now that I've given everybody your intro, um, I just want to let them know for y'all that are wondering, Chef India and I know each other through a mutual chef friend, Chef Rose Claire Marie, who is not only a private chef, mm-hmm. but an excellent food stylist. Oh my God. She's one of the best killing. in the game. And a black woman. <laughs> Hello. Yes. Boo for you by we us. Can't find a better food stylist. She's killing it right now. She's killing it. Yeah. And she's married to one of the top photographers in the game. So yep. they're a dynamic duo. Shout out to Rosemary <laughs> We love you, baby. <laughs> and so welcome again to the Brown Couch. Yes. I'm Brown Couch. so thankful that you were here because I've been here. talking about this for a long time. Yes. And we finally, we finally here doing yeah, it. Yeah, we're here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. So now that I gave everyone kind of like a brief intro you tell me in your own words. Yeah, for sure. So Chef India Johnson. I go by Chef India. Um, you know, I feel like I am a very experienced chef. Okay. I've done a lot of different things. I've tried my hand at catering, the wine business, um, just lots of things. And I still feel like I am experimenting with myself and the things that I'm wanting to do. Right. Okay. But so, you know, you, you've had a lot of, a lot of great things to say, girl, about all the things that I've done. And all those are still very true to my past and my experience. But and you're supposed to tell us in your voice who yeah, you are, so what it is that you do. What I do, I, I call myself a creative entrepreneur. Okay. I don't even really go by chef too much. So she's in the creative ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> she's in the creative ghetto. You I know. call entrepreneurship together. Yes, yes. Yes. But we because love it. everything that I am doing is associated with a level of business. And that could be like coming from my corporate background. Mm-hmm. I'm doing what I love to do in food. But there's a, a certain business aspect of it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but and I say that primarily because of my Sauce Queen brand, which is a consumer packaged goods brand. Mm-hmm. I have products. It takes knowing how to run a business to have a product. Um, right. And so for me, just being that in that creative hood mm-hmm. <laughs> of entrepreneurship um, is kind of where I live these days. You know, I still do catering, private chef gigs can be booked at any given time, but really focusing on my business, my Mm -hmm. sauce cream business and trying to take that business to the next level. So that is currently what I'm doing right now. And based off what I've done, I mean, I think you got to say I've done wine, I've done food, you know, work with brands, um, you know, very experimental, experimental, very much so an experimentalist, um, artist, um, Yeah, I like to get in the kitchen and do what I want to do, right? Because a lot of times it's about what I want to do. I'm like, what do I want to get up and make today that can be impactful 
um, with all those things, colors and textures and that jazz. It's very so creative. How, tell me, and let's get into the starter. Yeah. Okay. okay. Tell me, how is it that you got into exploring different types of cuisines? Because you have a Trinidadian background. I do. And so your dad was a chef. What type of food did you actually grow up on versus the food that you're cooking now? Yeah. So the food that I grew up on is twofold. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe threefold even. Um, I have a Southern American mom. Okay. I have a very island <laughs> Trinidadian dad. Okay. Um from North Carolina on my mom's side, mm-hmm. um, but really raised in New York in those streets and understanding like all cultures of food. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have big dreams of New York, but have yeah. not been there. So yeah. in the melting pot of New York, you, yes. you what are the five most go-to foods that you're eating in? When I go to New York, I'm getting- Cause a- it's like, we, we've been there. <laughs> we've been there with all of my chefies might not have been there before. Saying, when I go to New York, it's a must have to get a slice of pizza, okay. a good slice of New York cheese pizza. Do not- Get it. It's worth it. Chinese food. Um, Italian. Uh, what else? A good, like, sandwich, a good hoagie. Ugh, I gotta have it. Okay. And then my Caribbean. It's a beef patty. I need I need some curry chicken. Like, authentic New York style. Authentic. Yes. They got an attitude That's the where counter. the cook. I mean, we have it about here, giving you the extra But, sauce. right, exactly. <laughs> Our extra gravy? Right. Oh. Caribbean culture down here is, is, is nothing. It's very mid. Yeah. It's mid. No shade. No shade no to shade. everyone. No, no, no. But not impressed. Yeah, it's not enough. That's my... Problem. To me, from the ones that I've had, they're just not really taking it there. And yeah. maybe they aren't well. Like a lot of times it's either too salty yeah. or it's just flat. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. like there's so much life in that food. Yeah. To be delivering it yeah. mid is kind of. Uh, I agree. I yeah. Agree. I agree. So that's what I mean when I go to New York. Okay. Yep. And then, you know, I've spent some time in Florida, so I got some Florida inspiration. Okay. I used to be a part of this Puerto Rican family, you know, so like for seven years. So I like Spanish food. So mm, like, what do you got? What do you got? <laughs> um, so just all so that. Pollo. Yes, girl. Rice and beans. Yeah. Rice and avocado on the side. That's all you really need. Tell them about it. <laughs> they don't know about it. So all those cultural influences of my past life is like really attributed to the way that I cook today, you know, so modern Caribbean, but also a little bit Southern American. So, you know, a little good mix of all that. Okay, so just to give our listeners just a taste. Yes. What is it that made you choose food over corporate America? Like, what yeah, was it? Yeah, for sure. Number one, I don't like working for anybody else. Number one. And number two, don't tell me I'd be at work at 9 o'clock because if I want to be at 10, sleep until 10, then that's when I want to come in. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, and we got a yeah, And it, it just got old. Like, I was good at what I was doing in corporate America, mm-hmm. but it, it just, was safe. Yeah, it was safe. I was making good money. It just didn't drive me. It didn't motivate me to do anything. I found myself while I was working in corporate America, going to restaurants after work, going to work, working in both environments, mm. just so I could kind of soak it up and see, like, that's really how I started. Like, working corporate America and then going to work at a bar or a restaurant. Who freelances in a restaurant <laughs> work at night? A chef. Okay. Right. Like, two, a three chef. Getting up, doing it the next day, having to be at work at night, you know, for the corporate life. So there was no sleep for the week. No, and I did that for a very long time and really wanted to immerse myself in hospitality so mm-hmm. I could understand, like, what truly cooking food for other people's was like, you know? And so I did that for a few years. But... For me, corporate was getting, it was old. I want to do something else inspired by traveling, inspired by my dad. I thought that wine was going to be my primary thing, but I think wine is my way to food. Like I grew up around great food. Don't get me wrong. It's, 
in my roots. But wine and food, the combination together and what that's like for people, is really where I, I fell in love. I'm happy that you said that because yeah. literally the next question <laughs> that I have for you is going to be about that. Yeah. And so my thing is, is from my understanding. Yeah. Is that you, when you were putting your wine business together, for yep. whatever reason, yep. the pieces just weren't sticking. Yes. Right? For sure. So. It's expensive. It's expensive. <laughs> now, is that really what the problem was? Yes, girl. So, what I wanted to do, um, I wanted to open and run a micro winery. Okay. Because not living in California, not really having access to wine bearing lands where you know grapes growing is viable Vineyards. yeah not having any access to that or having the money for that because those buying lands like millions of dollars or not being born into a family i got some links you for some land we, yeah. you know what actually mm. we're, there's actually a lot of opportunity for us black women mm. um to get um and ag- agricultural loans and grants yeah. some of them 100 yeah. that's awesome to hear but in the early 2000s <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're talking like, about you know, those yeah. resources. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? So, like, really, like, doing the research and trying to figure out how much is this going to cost me, right? So, in corporate, I started traveling for work. Love the wine and dine aspect of it. Right. Fell in love with wine and food. My dad was also a garageist, a term where you're technically just making wine in your garage. Right. He would make buckets of just, like, all types of infused things. Not that type of infused, but you know what I mean. Figuring it out. Yeah, fermenting and with just bottle stuff. And as I got older, I fell in love with that process, but also was exposed to, like, going out to Napa Valley Mm -hmm. and walking those venues and talking to the winemakers and understanding how it works. It's like, I want some element of this. Right. Right. Come back to Florida at the time. Um, and I'm like, how do I do this? Right. So started doing my research. What does it take to open up a facility to just do like the grape juice processing piece? Okay. Like just turning the juice into the actual wine. Not really growing Before the Before it goes into Yeah, the because that's this, this bit, you know. The, There's process. Yeah, it's process. You can, yeah. you can cut out like having to grow the grapes to just purchase the juice. Yeah. And get it to, into a bottle. Ferment it. Yeah. So I wanted to do that. Um, and I did do that kind of like on a very indie level you know just doing stuff on my own small scale small scale um but get your palette wet. getting the numbers together for a concept of what i wanted right millions of dollars right not a startup situation right. mm-hmm. <laughs> so i pivoted from and this is like 2010 2011 um and we love the pivot yeah we love the like, pivot. what can i do different well i can focus on this food because every time i have a wine tasting i'm cooking the food you can't have people just at a tasting, which I would do a lot of. Right. I would make wine, have events, do wine tastings, and do like little type of style appetizer things. People loved it. Yeah. Um, got, Elevated charcuterie. Right. Uh, got a lot of great feedback yeah. on like the food aspect of what I was doing, which I was not really interested in at that time. And I was like, yo, you know, maybe I need to try the food thing. So yeah. that's the moment that you realize this is it. Yeah. That's uh, a, that yeah. was the moment yeah. then. Yeah, for sure. Doing that. Yep. And then okay. I was already working in restaurants as servers, bartenders, being in the kitchen and just like befriended a lot of um, chef friends. That's actually how like me and Chef Scott Lee and met. When okay. I met chef, chef, chef Scott, he was in the kitchen as a sous chef, not mm-hmm. owning or running any restaurants, you right. know? And I remember just getting in the corner like you know how you end up stand up you know not going on in, in the restaurant like let's talk like talking about the future right and I remember him talking to me about like you know what he wanted to do and I was like you know what I think I want to cook too you know so it's just like from those roots of just like connecting with people and just kind of like practicing and 
taking on jobs, learning how to do it. Doing the work. Doing the work. Yeah, you got to get out there and do the work because it's not for the faint of heart. It's you not for the week. No, it's manual it's labor. It's not for the week. It's, it's hard. Challenging. You got to be a problem solver. <laughs> well, beyond that, I always, I always say that su- success is directly correlated yeah. to sacrifice. Yep. And, and especially in this business, mm-hmm. if you're not willing to sacrifice your personal life, your sleep, sometimes your health, yeah. you're not going to be able to make it. Yeah. Because it's really a dog. It can be intense. Yeah. Yeah. It's super, it's it's extremely hard. So before we jump into the main course, I want to also come back to, um, do you ever think that you will refocus on that dream of your wine? Yeah. It comes up a lot. It does. Um, People ask me like, hey, you ever going to do that again? And well, but what if it was like, what if it, what if it's like, um, because I've seen other wine concepts where they they don't do what you do yeah yeah and they aren't they don't do what you do yeah, yeah. so it's not like it's that is it's it's that far-fetched and it yeah. is a new day and age yeah yep. there are resources out there so yep. do you think that you'll revisit that dream i'm gonna revisit it in a different way okay i believe um i am very much so a lover of wine i drink wine regularly yeah um I'm going to be the one still going out to Napa. I'm at wine tastings all the time. Um, I'm still lover of wine is what I'm trying to say. And so the next level of Sauce Queen, um, which involves like a physical space, I think there's going to be some sort of wine programming in that space. Okay. Maybe a wine club, really focusing on black brands, um, because there are a lot of black owned wine, wine companies out there. You could just, you, I feel like yeah. I could stock a store with just black owned brands yeah. and not focus on anybody else and it'd be great. Um, and then maybe offer some people some private label services. That is basically what I was doing at that time. And what does that mean for people that don't know so, offer private label? Yeah, for sure. So private label would be a, a consultant situation where you need a certain amount of wine for an event, for a wedding. Mm. We talk about the type of wine that you're interested in, in making. I talk you through like the process, how long it takes, the fermentation, the bottling, graphic design. Also, oh, you get to help people play with their money. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But see, the issue was it's very expensive. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. And I kind of like. But this way you get to fulfill the dream. Yeah. Segue through somebody yeah. else. Yeah. And I'm, cool. I was doing it, but then it was it just it just felt like so much more of an effort. Um, to kind of get the wine thing going. Mm-hmm. Food seems to just happen more naturally, more quicker. Okay. You know, people like, oh, okay, well, that wine sounds great because that's how it started. People be like, oh, I'm interested in wine. I'm interested in food. And when we start going down the wine path, it's like, oh, okay. You know, it seems like a little too intense. Like, what about just the food? And it, it would just end up being that way. People will be like, okay, what about the, just the food? Right. Like, oh, okay. You know, you're limiting yourself on this amazing experience. So we could just talk about the food. And right. I started getting more catering jobs that way. So wine eventually just became in the background and then eventually not at all. But I, I am very much so a scientist when it comes to that. Cause again, I like to experiment. Right. Um, so I could see myself making some Doubling wine back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doubling back. Yeah. You know, sometimes we gotta, we gotta reinvent the dream. Yeah. Sometimes the dream has to stay on the back burner right. until we get it figured out. Right. Let's get into the main course, our yeah. entree, if yeah, you yeah, will. Yeah. So I, I think you're kind of saying this is around the time where you were like, okay, this is it. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put 
wine on the back burner yeah. and I'm going to dive into the food. So take a sip. Right. I'm like, you know, you made this fabulous cocktail over here. A little blueberry just, cardamom you know, smash. I'm sitting over there. So With I'm a like, little cognac. You know, a little parched. And do say you want to cut a check. Mm. You know? Oh, yeah. Do you taste the cardamom? I do. I, I do. It. I do. It's a syrup, right? Like, yeah. I love it. It's good. Like, But it's more blueberry than it is syrup. It, it is very berry. But little... I like berry things. Yeah. Yeah. Berry is good. I love it. I like, it's a great combination. You balanced it well. You did I tried, You know, I was saying the sauce <laughs> queen was over here. I was like, oh, I think some cardamom something would be good. Yeah. I think she would like it. I'm That's telling spicy. you. I made it in. I made it. it was, I was like, let me give her this option. I think. I knew you were going to go with that yes, one, too. Yes. You know me. You know me. You're well. the first one that got to what's in your cup because I actually make different cocktails from everyone. I haven't even discussed it. They're just kind of sitting over there. So I'm happy that we're, we're discussing what's in the cup. Yeah, you know what Especially while we talk about that entree. You know <laughs> Get that whistle wet. You know what I'm talking about? All right. All right. Let's talk, let's talk. Let's talk about it. So, so that's where your turning point was. Mm-hmm. Um, what exactly did that look like? So were you in restaurants? Were you still kind of half in, half out with corporate or were you fully in the restaurant scene now? Yeah, so I was doing a little bit of both still for a while, and then I quit corporate. Okay. But I ended up going back, but because, you know, sometimes when you pull out that resume, you do good work, you can get a job 10 years later, you know, yeah. if you need to. But I was like, I'm going to go ahead and quit you now. Right. You know, so um, 2011, 12-ish, um, and just really focusing on food. But then it was like, all right, I need a job. So I remember just going back to restaurants, Mm -hmm. um, manager at Barley's, you know, if you were old enough, Atlanta, you know what Barley's was. (laughs) (laughs) It was like the place to go play pool, hear live music, you know, sports bars. The people need to know. Yeah, yeah, Take the picture. The building is still there. I wish I could just buy this building because it's on Peachtree Street. We will leave in manifestation. Yes, girl. Put it out there. But, um. Plant a seed in the way. And then just try my hand in a more, again, because I'm so business-minded, more managerial perspective. Right. So I went back to work. I quit corporate, but went to work in restaurants at a manager level. Okay. Um, like actually running. Um, I used to, we, do you know where crew is right now? No. It's over there, but, uh, right by Pond City Market. Oh, okay. So it's not where, it's in the same place where I used to work, mm-hmm. but it was owned by somebody else when I worked there. Okay. Um, it was small bar. The guy who owned it needed a manager. And mm-hmm. he was a doctor. He's like, I just need somebody to run this business. Because I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a doctor. I work on And basically just gave it to me. Oh. And so I'm... Playing with other people's money. With nothing. You know, so I learned a lot, though, about running a restaurant. And Good. owning a business. And I, So I, you were I, given the responsibility before you were qualified. Yes. But you had enough knowledge. <laughs> I sure did. But you had enough knowledge. <laughs> and you showed up and you did the work, yep. though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes either people aren't showing up to do yep. the work yeah or they haven't worked long enough to get the experience yep. and they're just jumping wide out there and they're yep. and they're usually falling flat i remember being there so much i was like sleeping in my car like yeah. just kind of get some rest you know but i learned so much um but then i learned that um events is kind of like where i loved creating for people okay so oh, this like is where you started like, to like hone in. Yeah, I started to really focus on ideas that I wanted to do for like private dinners or like mix and mingle type events. Uh, so a friend of mine um, together, something that we're actually bringing back, um, there's a brand concept called the Food Club. Okay. And really we started in our house. Like, you know what? We just got to start somewhere. 
Welcome to Sheffield. Over, right? <laughs> exactly. A lot of stuff starts in your house. We gotta start selling <laughs> before we get that bucket. Yes, you know? invite people over and um, just hang out. And I would get in the kitchen and just kind of do like a demo. Basically, just do my chef thing. You know how I get heads down, I'm focused. I'm not paying attention. Right. Um, DJ and people loved it. And we mm-hmm. did that for a while. We're actually going to bring that element of type of event back. We're doing an event in March. Okay. Um, because I feel like we don't really have that house party vibe anymore, even though we're not doing it in a home. Right. Um, people just don't get together, hang out, eat food, drink, and listen to music anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? No. So, especially... If- <laughs> I don't know what it is now. Standing on couches, staring or looking right, at everybody. Right. And, right. No. So just kind of bringing that social vibe back with some of us, you know. Um, so excited about that, but... I would just start doing things like that. I was very much so like, what kind of events can I do to bring people together to try? Like, and I was still trying to figure out my style of food too, to be honest, you know? Well, but you were, well, but I kind of feel like, so you're able to work with um, brands like Martell. You were, you were um, doing the Martell house out here, which was a liquor sponsored house where you were doing dinner series. It wasn't necessarily dinner series. You were just cooking with the brand. Yep. Um, Big meetings. Yep. Great for Very the culture. Thankful. Shout out to Kareem Latif. <laughs> um, yes. Shout out to Kareem. He was yeah, very that was super. He's a genius. And yes. I don't think that he really gets enough credit in the branding and marketing world. And yeah. he's also a culture culture curator. Yeah. Yeah. A culture curator. He's an artist. He, he is. He's, he's a, all, he's awesome. awesome. Get yeah. your Google on you Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the Martell house, but mm-hmm. you've also worked with um, other brands like Patron, Patron and Vassier. Yeah. I, uh, I did it. Okay. I did, <laughs> I did my research. I did it. So, yeah, so working with, I mean, those aren't, those aren't small time brands. Yeah. Those are no. big brands. Yeah. And so when you were doing those type of things, how did that come about? Did they seek you out or did you headhunt them and seek them out? Well, you know, I did not seek anybody out. These are just opportunities that just kind of came to me through people that I knew, to be quite honest. Sometimes it does paint in to know certain folks, but, you know. But to also not even know people, I always right. say that you we should always talk about our dreams and our aspirations yes. because that's a powerful tool within manifestation. Yeah, for sure. And so I say it's always planting seeds in the wind. Yeah. You never know where it's going to land. Yeah. So we could be talking about this, and then next week one of my clients is talking about they want to do a wine, a wine vineyard. Yeah. I'm be like, I know somebody. Exactly, but you know why? It's because you support me, right? It's Aww. twofold. It's really speaking out in existence what you want. Right. But also having the right people around you that support you to say, you know what? When I hear something about that next time, I'm going to put India on. And yeah. that's basically what happened. One of my um, my people, shout out to Grace. Grace, I'm going to give her a shout out because... Oh, I'm, I'm a fan of hers. Yes. I don't know. Have we, have we, she, used, she used to live here. Yes. <laughs> Just lost hey, the very first black woman-owned liquor delivery service in Atlanta. Shout out to Glugler. Um, but Grace... She used to be a manager of restaurants. I met her at an event. Oh, you know what? We're thinking about somebody else. Ooh. But um, never mind. <laughs> I just wanted to correct myself. So when it so when we so when it goes, they're like, I don't know that woman. <laughs> you definitely don't, Grace. But hi, girl. Hi, Grace. Um, what I'm talking about is Asian. Sorry. Right. <laughs> I was like, it's clear this is some other when black I said girl that black, you was talking about. Black woman owned. Black. I was like, yeah, no, someone else. <laughs> but Grace um, actually introduced me to Kareem. Um, okay. And invited me to a sit down and just talk to him about like what I had going on. And he told me about the Martell project. 
And then he also knew a few other people that I am associated with. So again, it's about like being in the right circle. Building a community. Community of people who really support each other. So when you get opportunities, people tell you about certain things, you can put other people on if necessary. But that's kind of how it got Martel. People's like, oh, you need to meet India. Like she would be perfect for this project. And then we met. And then I remember getting the call. The first Martel event was for Interscope. Okay. Uh, I think it might have been their anniversary, but it was like for their like staff. Uh-huh. Um, and I remember actually being on the cruise, trying to talk to Kareem on the phone, like trying to get the details of this Interscope dinner because it was like the next two days. I had to get off the boat, go show, you know how it go. Like, I got to make this happen because it's I got to get on a flight. <laughs> yeah. I got to get on a flight. Yeah. I gotta, I, not only do I need to um, secure this check, but I also need to, to build that relationship. Yes. Because you I'm don't back. always get the opportunities. No. You, you literally have to, if they're worth it, of course. Right, but sometimes right. the money doesn't match up with the the actual opportunity yeah. and you have to be able to discern. Right. 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 So okay. yeah. Agreed. So you got on that flight. Yeah. I made it back to Atlanta and I put the mini together. They loved it. We did the dinner. I still look back at those pictures like, man, this was the beginning because after that event, they called me back to do like more more and more. it was not more just like more it was like we want you to be the resident chef of this concept for however long we're going to do it so Thanks. i was on board because it was like the best look i could get because with the martell event there's photography there's videography so it's free content then i got the right people in the room and, and you're able up. to do what you want do what I creatively wanted to do, girl. Yes. Every single time. Free, free yes. Freedom. 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 Um, never question not one menu from me. Never. That's actually for chefs. That's heaven. Yeah. Because really, honestly, like I was saying earlier, we consider ourselves to be artists. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times when people hire you and you're getting hired to be a personal chef or a caterer. Yeah. Um, Sometimes people can stifle our creativity yep. and it's like, they only like chicken strips and mashed potatoes. <laughs> right. And it's like, okay, well I'm going to do instead of chicken, let's do some duck mm. and I'll make it look like a, you know what I'm right, saying? And right, they're right. like, I don't want this. <laughs> and it's like, but what do you mean? Right. This it's beautiful. beautiful. And it's so like, amazing. it's like, no girl, you can paint these pictures, but you can only use these colors. Yes. And it's white. It's difficult. And that, yellow. That's difficult for me. Like, I yeah. don't like, situations like that and i'll let you know like don't then i'm not we're, your we're not a match <laughs> we're not but a i match. love that because you know yeah. what a lot of people um don't have that sense of security yeah and then also just you know sometimes it's like i'd rather just get the money yeah and so but i'm also like a firm believer that yeah. if you keep saying yes to everything mm-hmm. then you're never going to be able to get what you really want yeah for sure because sure. now you're, you're blocking up all your time with yeah. with things that are draining the life yes. out of you you oh, know what i'm saying gosh. and your spirit yeah so i really admire that you because you know yeah i'm just trying to talk about my clients but um <laughs> not everybody loves food mm-hmm. and so uh, th- i definitely took on huge amazing mm-hmm. contracts but you know some people may have asked ask you to sacrifice like, your you know they like a toddler and yeah. it's like damn i'm a five-star chef yeah. you know i know how to do all of these things and right. so i admire yeah that you were able to like no yeah. i'm not doing that for sure what i'm doing and, and those was, opportunities and it was encouraged you. yeah it was encouraged like so for martel we did every style of event we mm-hmm. did we used to do brunch um, we would do sit down dinners. Um, and these dinners were real intimate, like 12, 14. Mix and mingle were like 25, um, where I would have to create a buffet versus like, you know, multi course. So a lot of variety, a different type of um, 
themed events that I could contribute my creative thoughts on yes. food to, you know? It's a beautiful and then thing. It's, yeah, and it started with, like, people coming in, like, influencers coming in, like, oh, they want to use the space for this particular influencer's concept right. to, like, the later portion of that project turned into, like, okay, Martel team, what do you want to do? India, you have some ideas? Yeah, I've got some ideas. So now, <laughs> so now it wasn't even just that you had a seat at the table. You were now at the head of the table. Yes. Love and so it. They allowed me to create my own concepts, um, which has elevated some of the things I'm doing today. today. Like, so there they let me do my own little show called Sauce, Spice, and Smoke, which I have a YouTube series called Sauce, Spice, and Smoke. Right. That from being at Martel then went on and grew that during the pandemic. So um, when you got into that, is yeah. that kind mm-hmm. of is that kind of where you were the ideas of you having your own spices and mm-hmm. your and your um yep. food specialty branding came about? It came before that, mm-hmm. but the opportunities at Martel allowed me to be really saucy. Like, <laughs> so like I, a dream realized. Yeah. Dream realized. So I, I feel like sometimes yeah. we, have, we have a dream, but mm-hmm. we put it put it back there because yep. reality is like yep. right now. Yep. And during that time is really when I started like playing around with recipes for sauce. Cream. Sauce. Yeah. That was sauce, wet and smoke. Um, sauce, spice, and smoke. Check that out. Yeah, it's on YouTube Support right that. now. And I'm actually, it's, it's something else that I'm looking to bring back and just kind of do like a live. Yeah, um, but we support that. It's there. Are you, are you familiar with Kitsch? Are you on Kitsch? No. Okay. No. It's a platform for, for just chefs, like like a live situation. We have to talk more about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you can educate them. My chefies yeah. might want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know? you have a platform, you have an idea, just like want to get on, on a platform made for chefs. To I don't know. Place. Maybe I'll play the background and listen. I don't really like giving away <laughs> my ideas for free. I think some people like to run off. Yeah, for sure. And, and so then you have to think I about really like guard um, my intellectual no, property. For sure. I'm like, sure. no, sure. if you're not paying me, you're not getting it. Yeah. And it's, it's <laughs> difficult because you've got to create the content to, to attract the people, right? Right. But then you don't want to give him all the goods. Like, right. I want you to pay for this. So I totally feel what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, no free. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I know that um, I know that you are well. You're not. It's not so new wife um, mm-hmm. and not new mother, but you do have two babies. Yes, you girl. know what I'm saying. And a, <laughs> and a newly married, but you've been in your relationship for a yeah. long time. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you say your career has changed since yes. that? Yes, I like to say that I'm the same person. Well, not you. How do you? How has your career changed? Yeah. Like, what is that? Okay. What does that look like now? I mean, I think that it's important. It's important for it's a lot for more moms thought. to discuss. Yeah, it's a lot more thought that has to go into it. Now, okay. Number one, I have a super supportive ass husband. Okay. Like even when I didn't have kids, if I needed to go, he was there. Yeah, yeah. Because I got you know, to, I got to, I, now I support know. my girl here. <laughs> I didn't have some of her food. He wash the dishes. He, uh, you know, man, what cook like whatever, whatever, and. He's always been a big proponent of go out there and, and do the job, do what you got to do. Like, right. I'm going to support you. And with the kids, it's the same thing. It's because if I'm out, he got to watch the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Is that who's we, watching them now? I mean, we don't have family, like close family here, like yeah. a whole lot. So we don't have the babysitters, like the in, in-home babysitters or just like in the family babysitters that come up, like watch these kids for a couple hours. It's us. You know what right. I'm saying? So um, it's a lot of communication. It's a lot of planning. Like, listen, this is what my week looks like. I got an interview on Sunday. I got two. I got a catering event on Tuesday. And this is what needs to happen. And this is where the kids need to be. And he's usually with it. So the change is kind of like before 
our kids. Yeah. If the phone rang, you would be like, oh, oh you're two days? Yeah. Got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. If I can sure. do whatever For I want to sure. do, what's that budget sure. like? For sure. You know? Yeah. So the, mm-hmm. it, it's more thought and yeah. more planning that has yeah, to happen. Yeah, lots it. of planning because you got to always maintain these children. I mean, they're three and eight months. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I said. They're babies. So, you know, like. So thank you for being here. Okay. No, you just say, be like, Mom, mommy's working. Mommy's work. Mommy working? Yes, mommy's working. That's good. <laughs> Let them know early. Right. So I'm they're used to it. the mindset. Let like, mommy see. is working. Um, but, you know, for me, it's kind of like. It Have you found it career? difficult, though, to find the work-life balance? Like, do you yeah, feel like you don't look It's like a whole nother level of tired, yeah. I feel like. Um, you know, as far as events and stuff, I still go hard. To, to do the things that I need to do to make events go off without a hitch, you right. know? Um, but with the kids, it's kind of like, okay, you know, make sure you get your mom, because they be on the mom. Like, dads are cool, y'all are cool, but, like, they love their mom. I got yeah. boys, too. Like, it's like, what are you doing? Well, usually a, 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 a <laughs> boy's first love is their mom, mm-hmm. just like a girl's so, first love is usually their dad. Yeah, so I have to make sure I get my mom time in. Yeah. Um, and then when I, when I'm done with an event, tap into being mom. There's like, don't come home from this event and feel like you got to go into the bedroom, take a shower, be just by scream outside. <laughs> you gotta go in this house, take a shower, smile, get, wash it away, kids. and yes. give them the most mommy. They need that. Energy. Yeah, if they don't get it, it's, they're, it's they so you set it. a clear separation between. The you two. have to. Um, and then I just I just make sure that I, I balance it out and I dedicate my energy a hundred a thousand percent. When I'm mom, that's what I'm doing. People call me do stuff, and I'm like, I can't. I'm, I'm momming right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're in daycare. If you need something from me, it has to happen before five o'clock. Yeah, you got to work on my baby <laughs> schedule. Okay. I heard that. Okay. But your babies are supposed to go you, first. Right. And Period. so, you know, if you want to meet with me, you want to do something, and you have by five during the week, unless otherwise arranged and scheduled for things to happen differently. Um, but just on the fly, five o'clock. Then I turn into mom. We right. go home. I'm still cooking dinner. I'm a chef. I still cook my family dinner mostly every night except for Friday. You know they love to hear that. <laughs> you know they love to hear that. You know what I'm saying? I'm always like, there's definitely a misconception with me. Well, I was if I've been cooking before, all day, yeah, I'm not coming home right. and cooking for you. Exactly. <laughs> that, was, that was me. Yeah. But I don't got no choice. So, but those are the differences. Yeah. You know, they're a whole different level of Because homemaking kind of moves up to the front. Yeah. Homemaking to me is, 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 the, is the biggest unpaid job that there is. Yes. And it's usually 10 jobs in one. Like, yes. I really give it to moms. Yeah. Like, Shout out to the mom. Like, man. no joke. It's, it's a lot. And I didn't realize it because I never was a person who, like, overly needed to have children. Mm-hmm. But I love them. Right. <laughs> They're here. You know what I'm saying? I take care of them. But right. I'm still out here grinding for my work, right. my art as well. So it's a good balance. You got to create it for yourself. It just doesn't come naturally. You have to You have to create that balance. Think through it right. for yourself. Yeah. No, it's huge. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a new identity once mm-hmm. you have kids. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about how you go about creating your menus and your actual dining experiences, because I have been so blessed to actually <laughs> attend. Um, she goes all out, ambiance, anything that you can think about. She's thought of every single detail. So Aww. what is what is that process like and what do you yeah. look for to pull inspiration? For sure. Um, so, number one, I will feel like if I'm not planning towards an event, 
like I, I feel like I'm not doing anything. Right. <laughs> so I try to think in advance, number one, what type of experiences am I trying to do? Right. Am I just trying to plan a pop up where people can come and get some of my fast casual aspects of food? Mm. Do I want to do a city dinner where it's ticketed um, and really market and promote? There's a lot of effort that comes behind all of this stuff. But when you think of, when I think about the different types of events, I usually want to have like one of a certain type of event, either like once a month or once every couple months. Mm-hmm. The pop-ups for me this year are essential. I'm trying to pop up every every opportunity. But as far as like the dinners, I love doing dinners. And the concepts really come down to, you know, what I'm really trying to put out there, right? So like for me, my style of cooking, um, when it comes down to dinners, I usually have, I have a brand or a theme that goes with that, right? It's called the mangrove. And the mangrove is where I do like multi-course, like modern, real fine dining level, modern Caribbean cuisine. I think now versus before, I've really like kind of tuned into like this Caribbean side of me. Where that Trini blood. Before, it was just like, I'm just doing something that creatively shows the things that I like. Right. Um. So I'm kind of like, you're just going to start to see more for me content wise, that more modern Caribbean, but attached to your rooms. Yeah, we for, sure. Yeah. for sure. For sure. For um, sure. But concept wise, venues are important. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the venue? What do I have access to? What does that look like? Daytime, nighttime. You got to think through the, all the, the production aspects. If you're going to have video, photography, DJ, music or whatever. Mm-hmm. What is that? experience feel like right you know what i mean so for instance i have um another creative person who wants to do a dinner with me in april Mm -hmm. and um it's in someone's backyard but it's a very private large backyard it's like okay well what do we want people to feel like when they enter this space okay you know it's april it's spring. Mm. Like, let's think about spring elements. You know what I mean? Um, Garden-esque. Food. Yeah. <laughs> From the food perspective. Um, and then I start thinking through... Because seasonality is really Very, important. very much so. For very those important. that don't know, seasonality yes. means we stick to cooking foods that are in season. Yeah. Because a lot of times in America, we're not really... People aren't educated. We're just high consumers here. Yep. So we think apples are all year. We right. think... Pears are all year. Even oranges. Right, we right. Think, no. Right. It's literally, there's a citrus season. Yep. yep. There's a um a rock fruit season. Yep. You know, you're not supposed to. There's a berry greens, season. You know. berry, greens, squash, yep. everything. Yep. And yep. so you are really yep. heavy into that. I'm Why very, is sustainability so important to you? Well, it's important because, you know, I want to be able to know where, like, my food comes from, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's, for me, here in the city, there are a lot of great, uh, farmers, right. lots of black farmers, you know, and based off what I'm doing, right. if I'm looking for a particular ingredient, I'm going to reach out to them first. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking for, you know, purple asparagus. Is there anybody growing that right now? Right. You know, so it's good to have those relationships, be able to have that in the bag. If they don't have it, then it's fine because not every season is going to match with your creative thoughts right. for your dish. Right. Um, so since you've always, um, kind of been like a boss you you know what i'm saying you've always been a boss within your industry because yeah. you really did create your own lane um have you had any issues gaining respect when working with men um i would say that it was an issue starting out okay right um but i think but tell me what those issues look like 
Because sometimes yeah. I feel like men do, men do their thing yeah. towards us subconsciously, and they don't yeah, even recognize that they're doing it. Right. I would agree. So we like to put language with the behavior yeah. so that you guys can change out there. I would chef say for a lot of black women chefs getting going around the time I was going, like early 2000s, it was way more apparent. Like, you don't belong in this kitchen. Right. It's that whole French, you know, like... You don't belong here, you right. know? And so it was a battle really trying to do things within a space um, alongside men and mm-hmm. being able to show and prove why right. I deserved to be there. Okay. Um, and so that was a lot with like working with other catering companies and doing events where just having to work underneath um, a male chef, right? right? Then kind of breaking out onto my own, you know, kind of growing my own respect out here through the birth and the growth of social media, right? This is like, okay, people are on Facebook. Great. Then came Twitter. Then came Instagram. Now there's so many different platforms to really kind of utilize to kind of show and prove what you can do. Right. And I think there's a lot more respect now versus then um, because everybody, we got receipts. Right. We got receipts. You can't, you, can't tell me, you can't tell me that I'm not good at You, know you can't say I wasn't shooting in the gym. Right. 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 So it's like, I think men still subconsciously, you know, um, I was at an event where I was collaborating with some other chefs recently mm-hmm. and a lot of them were male. Right. So like me and one other um, woman. Mm-hmm. And to your point, they don't realize it because coming in, it was kind of like, oh, standoffish. Then I killed it that night. Right. And at the end, it was like, oh, my God, now respect me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're dope. You're actually you not acting like girl. that when I walked in the You're door. You're not just a girl. <laughs> you oh, know you saying? actually know how to exactly. cook for real. Exactly. So, so it yeah. still happens. It still so happens. it's kind of like you have to prove yourself. Yeah, I feel like. And we got to prove ourselves to y'all, though. Yeah. Y'all better yeah. see the light and the way. Yeah. Because nine times out of ten, a woman taught y'all how to cook. So right. you better uh, right. recognize. Right. I get a lot more support from women chefs. Okay. Yeah, you know, I think women chefs everywhere are supporting each other in some kind of way. Like we try to, we try to. Because some of y'all little, some of y'all little, uh, <laughs> some of y'all little loving hip hop. I mean, you call me anytime, like, love yo, messy. can you take this event? Oh, you wouldn't do that if you didn't trust me. Oh, I always look out. You know, oh, because I know I, your food is good. Exactly. You're the shit. In my eyes, you wouldn't even be on my couch if you wasn't. You wouldn't talk to mid level. So <laughs> we don't talk to mid level no, around here. We don't. No, but, we do. I'll talk to the beginners, <laughs> but she ain't no beginner though. Yeah. This is a well-seasoned vet over here. So, you know, you, you are, man. Too much. I love Fucking you. Fucking winemaker and shit. <laughs> over here. I can't wait. I can't wait till the wine thing is materialized. Yes. I'm going to bring it back. Because I honestly think that you should do a more wine-geared pop-ups, the food experiences. Because yeah. sometimes, sometimes we got to educate. Yeah. We got to educate. We don't, we don't got to talk about it. We got to show you. Right. That's like what I'm doing here. Right, right. I I, I can't really tell people. I got to show mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And then they'll mm-hmm. come. Yeah. Yeah. You have to build it like Noah's Ark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I agree with you. There are a lot of like black wine brands that are doing the festivals and the events. No, but that's, that's what like, I mean. Like maybe yeah. it might not be the winery, but yeah, I'm saying yeah. I feel like because yeah. of what you do, mm-hmm. I feel like it can kind of come back to the yeah. forefront. Yeah. She don't call me in like a month and be like, <laughs> Jordan, I done put you two the first actual wine pop-up, <laughs> wine pop-up, menu-driven ideas. Listen, moms, can moms want to pop out and drink some good wine and yeah. taste some good food? Please don't sleep. Yes. You are a mom. Hello? Okay, yes. The market is right there. Absolutely. That's how you market. That's how you play it. Absolutely. You're like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
Come on just kick me a little. It's definitely gonna come back. Kick me a back. little percent. I idea. I'm gonna kick it all <laughs> in. You got it. Whatever well, I got, you got. I'm your sous chef. Yes. Yeah, I'm not above it. I know you're not. I think there's a misconception. A lot of people think that I'm above assisting in the kitchen. Now you do have to. You don't have. You do have to pay me. Right. Right. But, but I know that. If I'm assistant, yeah. I'm not going to get what I normally get. Right, you know, right, I'm right. going to get an assistant. Right. right. I'm a, I will help y'all. <laughs> so listen, you can, you come up and call me. Okay. You know what I'm yeah. Call me. I mean, sometimes you need an extra pair of hands and good hands. You good know, hands. When you hire those assistants that you. you Everybody know. don't want to work. Right. It's like, why are you here? You're in my way, bro. Right, right, right. What do you, what do you if I just mean? showed you how to place this, I'm going to need you to be able to do it. That's that's your 20 call. more times. <laughs> what do you need for 20 me? more. I need you to do that. It's two hours and you still right, are doing that? Right, right. Well, I'm going to keep exactly, that in mind. I exactly. think you can go home now. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> I think you can go because you're in the way. I mean, but that's that's the thing about um, right. learning how to hire a quality staff. It is hard to find people that want to work and build yeah. a good team. Yep. But your team is actually your your greatest asset right. to me behind, right. you know, your own I try very hard be. not to work with new people that I've not worked with before. Right. I if I need more people than I have access to, then I'm gonna I'm call you. I'm gonna call a few other chefs that can lead. And she you. has called me. She called me like, a few I times. I was going no. for help in this area. Do you need? Do you know somebody right. that is of quality that I don't have to like micromanage in the process of the kitchen or the event? You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'll be able to show you one time. And move on. And then we gotta go. <laughs> and then we gotta go. Cause we ain't, I don't got to, I That's all I have more. time for. <laughs> well, because when I've had, when I've, I've grown. Mm-hmm. I've grown. My attitude is a little spicy. It's not for everybody. Yeah. And, and, and for years I used to run around, I'm a boss. I'm a boss. I'm a boss. Yeah. But I didn't know how to be a leader. Mm. I didn't know how to get people to do what I needed them to do. Because right. I didn't know how to talk to people. Ah, okay. And I still am working on that. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes I don't care about how I'm talking to you. <laughs> but it is something that I, that I, I you mean, gotta be able to command your, your working relationships. Yeah are important right. and you also want to be able to get people to do what you need them to do right. if you right. if you're not talking to people right exactly. either they're gonna mess up they're now so they're self-conscious or they could walk out on you or just give you an attitude and then you just don't need that energy so right. sometimes we do especially as black women now mm-hmm. sometimes we got to take responsibility for our attitudes yeah. and our delivery and i am one <laughs> you know what i'm saying and, and so, be able to command the room but yes. do it in a manner of where people are respected right just yeah. where they can hear you yeah and sometimes you have to figure out what language somebody speaks yep so somebody doesn't some sometimes people don't learn by they can't learn by you talking right you have to show them right sometimes you talking they can hear you and they're seeing and it's not clicking yep. so it's like it's picking up on but yep. that's the difference i didn't know for a long time there was a difference between a boss and a leader yeah tell me about your recipe for success yeah uh, tell me about three things that you would tell somebody getting into the industry or mm-hmm. three things that you would want to tell your younger self. Yeah. So three things, right? Number one. And you can I, tell me all six if you want to do it. Give yeah. Me I'm like, maybe yeah. combine. Okay. Hey, we'll, like, we'll see what comes out of my dad. Yeah. You know, from the chef side, I would say try to do a multitude or a variety of things. Okay. Because I don't think young chefs truly understand what type of work they truly want to go into um, without really experiencing it enough. I, with the stories that we just told today, I feel like I did a lot. I 
worked in a restaurant. I managed a restaurant. I worked for a catering company. Like I tried all these different things. I had my own events until I truly figured out what I wanted to do for myself that I was passionate about and that I could make money from. But you know what a key thing that you that you talked about? Mm-hmm. Um, and even even for me, when I first got into the industry, I headhunted yeah. who I wanted to work under. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a job listing. Right. I created a job listing. Yep. I walked in, I, I told the chef, I actually went in on a on a field trip yeah. and I met the one he, at the time he was one of the top African-American chefs in the country. Yeah. I didn't know this. Right. I had only walked in, you know, in the hood spots before right. crazy chefs, right. alcoholics, cokeheads. They were right. screaming all the time, cussing right. me out. And the food was very mediocre. Yeah. I wasn't necessarily learning, but I, but I love to cook, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I went there and he was, um, it was Andaluca inside of the Mayflower Park mm-hmm. Hotel. And so it was a four star restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then we were also connected to the hotel. So there was the banquets and all this. Yep. And I went in, we went in for a field trip. Yep. He was a, he was a black man. His chef coat was pristine white. Yep. He cooked seasonal organic food mm. and he was quiet. Yeah. And I literally at the end, I said, can I come in next week? I want to talk to you. I want to work under you. I so want to learn. That's my point number two. Don't be afraid to shoot your shot. Headhunt. Don't be afraid to shoot your shot. Right. Um, if it's looking for a particular type of client, if it's asking for mentorship, if it's asking for a chance, I feel like I have either asked for it and gotten things that I didn't think I was going to get, you know, right. just based by off of me asking, asking, um, cause all they could do is say, right. no, that's yeah. the worst thing. But the yeah. best is yes. Yeah, for yes. sure. For sure. And that's how I learned to experience a lot of things like yo, can I help you do this? Like, can I help you on your catering job? Because I didn't know how to cater in the beginning. I did that by asking people to help, let me help them on their events. Right. You, know? you got to be willing to do the work. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to skip to the end. They yeah. want to be the chef. They want to wear yeah. the title, but yeah. they don't got the time and the experience yeah. and yeah. they haven't done the work. Yep. Yeah. Another thing I would say, also for being a chef, but also having products. Yes. Um, I have learned about a it. lot about... Um, Trying to understand, like, how to market and promote my products appropriately. And I think one of the things that I have learned is, are you solving someone's problem with this? Mm. Like, I can make a bomb sauce. I can make bomb 20 sauces. But is this is this solving something for somebody? Well, but is this a you sauce know? that other right. people want? Right. I might exactly. like the sauce. Exactly. But they ain't got no interest in the exactly. sauce. So it's like, I don't put all this money in this investment yes. in this sauce. Yes. And uh, trust me, I have wasted lots of money <laughs> trying to figure this CPG world out. But um, now I understand just kind of through like researching and talking to people like truly what they're looking for from a home cook perspective. You know, it's the thing. Market yeah. research. Right. Know your audience. You yeah. know, you, you need to be creating your product for the right audience that you are solving something, you're easing a pain point, um, or you're giving them something that they are regularly looking for. Well, most people don't understand they understand that branding and marketing mm-hmm. is like people are doing surveys. Like yep. you don't just jump out the window. Yep. So yeah, market research is yep. really important. So yeah, that's something that I would tell somebody, um, you know, be confident. Even if you feel like that you might not. There's a few chefs that I know that I'm like, you are discounting the fact that, you know, 
you know what you're doing. Just be more confident in it and it'll come across better, you know? Well, I think that a lot of times we have to do a better job at encouraging one another. Yes. I like to randomly just send my friends voice notes, really from the heart. Yeah. And I started doing it. Um, One of my other friends did it a lot, but also my mom and my sister had passed away mm-hmm. and I only had one voicemail saved for yeah. each of them. Yeah. And so I always tell people who are taking care of people who are mm-hmm. sick or who are just, just in life in general, mm-hmm. you always want to have people's voices recorded. You yeah. want to go back to the... So I said all of my friends encouraged, hey girl, yeah. Yeah. good luck on that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Hey girl, I was just thinking about you yes. and you know you got that new sauce coming out and yes. I just want to tell you like, I'm so fucking proud of you and you already know I'm about to get that sauce. Yes. I'm going to make them cookies. You know what I'm saying? With the hot honey sauce. Oh man. Get that honey on sauce from the Spice yes. Queen. It has a recipe for chocolate chip cookies yes. that got some spice. And at first it sounds on weird website. but it's Fire. It was delicious. I actually Fire. made them. Yeah, I made them. I know. I took your recipe <laughs> and then I made them. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Yes. Oh, my God. I made the cookies. They were so good. <laughs> I didn't even know. I, was, I even had anything to do with that. So um, so we kind of segued. I was going to ask you what, what you would advise for people that want to get into um, selling spices and yeah, branded goods. Yeah, it's not easy. Right. Um, it's a lot of things that you need to be aware of, right? So when I started my journey, um, I actually took some food. Uh, production certifications. I went up to UGA. They have a bombs food science program. Okay. You can just go online, sign up. Some of their programs are like two, three days. Go to class. She didn't just wake up and make pizza. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't. Exactly. (laughs) I'm dead. You know, people ask me about pink sauce all the time because of sauce cream. They're like, oh, what do you think about pink sauce? No, ma'am. Um, cause it's good for you. Being manufactured. Good, now. I think good for you. Yeah, it, like is. Yeah, it yeah, is. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I got the education. Yes. And I realized, like, okay, this is how this truly works. If you want a product, you want to do it right, you need to know your recipe. You need to practice that recipe. I can't even tell you how many times I made the recipe over and over and over again. Because guess what? I didn't have to take that recipe and give it to someone else and trust them to make it for me. Right. You know, a manufacturer, co-packer. And then it has to, you want to make sure that it tastes the same. So it's a whole process in that. Recipe testing is not a joke. Recipe testing. And then know your numbers. That's something else that going into it, I just wasn't aware. Like, oh my gosh, all these expenses, how expensive it is. Know what shipping costs. Like, yes. a lot of these things kind of blindsided me when I watched Sauce Queen. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, it costs this much to ship. <laughs> Guess I didn't. Uh, Guess I just say Right. You know, <laughs> to the point where that is the next level for Sauce Queen is where like, Yes, I still have it available for purchase. People do buy it, and I do, I do ship out my products. But right. I think for me, and I've had some national conversations with like Whole Foods and Target, and like, okay, you know, for them, I'm just not quite there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, for me, what's next steps? I need to have a space where people can come to. Mm-hmm. you know and be able to get these products from me because they do love them they do I mean you stuff. just need to be in, uh, involved in them with all your pop-ups yeah. even with your brand oh, yeah, stuff. for sure for sure even for with sure. the brands for sure <laughs> but we're working on hot sauce is my, my hot sauce is right here next to Cavassier <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> So we're working on a physical location right. to kind of have like a retail space. Okay. Um, and then be able to offer some like brunch, breakfasty type items. Okay. Yeah. So people need to kind of map things out. Yeah. Because just because you have a product doesn't mean it's going to sell. Right. Um, and you really need to know your target audience. You need to do the work. You need to put it. It's a no hold of thing. You need to put in the work. Yeah. It, it's, it's just a lot to, to think about and consider versus just like, I can create a product and put it in this 
vessel and then trying to sell it. Okay. Like a pink sauce. <laughs> Girl. She, she on the show, though. So she is. She on I the show. I hope she understands now, though. Um, <sighs> the, the risks. You know, people have, like, mad allergies. Being, you can get sick. You can but get listen, sick. Like, we're going to leave the pink sauce to the pink sauce. Yeah. We're going to move right along. Okay. Okay. So, I always like to say, I call this chef eats, right? Yeah. So, after working a really long day, you've been cooking in the kitchen, mm-hmm. what do you come home and eat? What do you make for yourself? Basic stuff. Like... Like what? Uh, burgers. Okay. Wings. Okay. I mean, or I'll just eat a quick salad. Okay. Okay, salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, I'm also tired, so I don't have to. No. It's not supposed to be anything or elaborate. (laughs) The whole concept is. Like, I could throw a burger together and I have, or, um, and then nine times out of ten, if it's an event where I'm outside, I'll try to go out versus cooking something at home. Yeah. Because usually for the family, like, y'all good there's things in here or, no it wasn't you know, for that it's yeah, kind of yeah. like I feel like me, a lot of my people for, for well as chefs I feel like we don't really eat especially no, no, when no, we're no. working so Not when we all. get home at the end of the day it's like chefs have when you're in the trenches mm-hmm. we have the most weird diets yep. and so I'm a soup and sandwich girl yep. whatever doesn't contain dishes mm-hmm. I don't want to clean yes. a dish yeah. I'm a, so you're like I'm like dang you're talking about wings and burk. I ain't yeah. doing them dishes so yeah. I'm gonna pour this bowl of soup <laughs> and make this sandwich and I would be about my business I do but see I don't like sandwiches too tough well I'm talking about me and you yeah. said wings and yeah. burgers so that that's what you eat <laughs> So that's that's you answer the question. Talk about me. We ain't even got to yeah, get the science behind me. So and then on top of that, when you are in the kitchen, because mm-hmm. I always have to have music playing. Yep. Like yep. music is like air for mm-hmm. me. Of course. What kind of what are you listening to? I'm listening to a little bit of everything. Um, from the Caribbean aspect, you know, I'm one to put on some soca, some reggae. Okay. You know, like Tell them they, they might, they might too, know. You know, shake them hips. Um, hip hop, of course. New and old. You know. The, the new music that's a whole nother conversation for another day okay but there's some good new music out there from maybe we can talk kids. about that on your follow up <laughs> we can talk about that music right you, you know, know what I'm saying? saying like these uh, give them a little play these race. kids out here they making some interesting music but <laughs> some of it is good you know um, I'm definitely then, old school yeah all the way Um, and then for some reason when I like to prep like if it's an early morning prep I'll listen to like some like old jazzy type stuff okay yeah, just I like get it. the mood clear, drinking some coffee. Well, you know, my days usually start at like four o'clock in the morning for yeah. specific clients. Yeah. So I like to listen to like more meditation music, mm-hmm. Landro, mm-hmm. like Black Girl Magic, reinforcing. Yes. I, I One day I was just like, because I, I, I used to start with rap, like yeah. right when I woke up. Right, right. But my too energy much. Too much. was too, too much. much. It really it's does affect my energy. Yeah. And so I was like, no, I need some cool stuff. Or I listened to like early 2090s. Nothing, yeah. Yeah. nothing competes with that. I'm old school. Nine, nine. I'm about to be 42 years old. You know what I'm saying? Nice and marinated on this side. You know what I'm saying? We um, both marinated on this couch. Because I'm right there with you. Oh, I love it. And we look good for us. So don't even, you know, look up to us, you know? So for the dessert. Yeah. Tell um, our viewers as we wrap it up, um, mm-hmm. tell them what's next for you. Pop-up yeah. series, yeah. any new spices, yes. sauces. So we just launched our all-purpose seasoning. Um, I haven't said too much about it. It is on the site, but right now I'm getting some like product photography done. Okay. Um, so we're getting all that ready and then we'll have like, we did like a soft launch basically saying, hey, it's out here. People have been purchasing it, but we haven't did a, a hard push yet. Okay. Um, so that's coming. And then as far as products for the spring, um, 
barbecue sauce. And then, so now moving forward, because I am going through seasonings, when I create, when I launch something, it's going to be like a duo. It's going to be like a sauce with a spice. With a spice that okay. goes along with it. So, I like it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just kind of makes sense. And that way I can kind of grow the brand, the product brand, the family of suite of things that I want to do. So I have a whole list of things, but going to be the next wave for the spring. Okay. Um, pop ups, right? Because I did mention that we're looking to like go physical. Right. Um, so pop ups basically. Any and everywhere that makes sense. Um, I got a few coming up at Monday Night Garage, Ellie and White in Adair Park, um, talking to Nourish Botanica. Um, They're opening a new cafe, looking for somebody to come over on Saturdays. So you got to kind of just follow Sauce Queen or follow me to kind of like get the pop-up schedule. But pop-ups are going to be happening. And then I'm going to do like sit-down dinners um, starting in quarter dinner two. dinner series, you're bringing it back. Yeah, bringing that back. And then we are going to be bringing the wine stuff back. But I'm Look gonna... at the wine pop-ups. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all. I'm actually thinking pop-ups, but... Why not? You've got the idea. It's right there. Spinning for me. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah, I love it. It I only makes it. sense. I love it. I love it. It don't have to be uh, wine and charcuterie. Yeah. It can be wine and some flying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it is the year of just kind of like getting back out there with events. I just had baby number two, so you know it's hard to kind of snap back and do the physical. But you're doing it though, so we only gonna follow along with what's getting done. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So events, new products, um, and where can they find you? Yeah, hopefully have a new space. So online. Um, chefindia.co is the Instagram and the website okay. same thing with Sauce Queen is very intentional saucequeen.co is the Instagram and the website there so we go streamline places where you can find me find her find her contact me of course the Chef India page is more like my personal work um, you know and then Sauce Queen is all about the brand the products and things it's about like that. the sauce yes yeah, so yeah. okay well thank you so much for joining of me course. today your Sauce Queen I mean Chef <laughs> India Johnson but she goes by India okay do. don't be saying Johnson she ain't really with that okay <laughs> this is just for me yeah and so thank you so much for my chefies for tuning in that's a wrap that is a wrap <laughs>